welcome to the Womb Wisdom Podcast. My name is Holly Lever, and I'm the owner and operator of Rosebud Wellness, where I practice women's holistic health, utilizing acupuncture, Chinese herbalism, yoni steaming, and Arvigo abdominal massage. And I'm also a mother to a 14-month-old daughter. This podcast will be part information on women's holistic health practices and part conversations with women who are mothers or hope to be mothers on their journey through menstruation, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and motherhood. Please enjoy. Thank you so much for listening. I have a very exciting announcement for you today. I have been dreaming about having a shop available to sell Yoni Steam herbs and supplies for quite some time and that dream has finally come to fruition thanks to my husband. Shout out. Um, And so we have six blends available on the shop. One is a clearing blend which is the most universal blend for um, just sort of like cramps and overall stagnation. There is a moving blend for a little bit more sticky stagnation situations like cysts, fibroids, endometriosis, things like that. There's a disinfecting blend for infections. There is a moisturizing blend for uh, postmenopausal vaginal dryness, more deficiency conditions. And there is a strengthening blend for women that either have mid-cycle bleeding, really heavy cycles, um, or short cycles, which would be less than 27 days. So there is some nuance when choosing an herb blend that is right for you, especially if there's a variety of concerns that you have. And so there is also on the shop a private consult with me. Um, So there's a 30-minute and a 60-minute option for that. And then you can just choose some days that might work for you and then we would pick a time um, over email. So the shop can be found at rosebudwellness.com slash shop. And as a podcast listener, I am offering a special discount code for you. The code is WOMB, W-O-M-B, all lowercase. And if you type that in at checkout, you will receive 10% off your first purchase. So please go ahead and visit rosebudwellness.com slash shop. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. So in this episode, I will be teaching you about the fertility awareness method, and I will specifically be sharing about the symptothermal method of fertility awareness. So that involves tracking your cervical mucus or cervical fluid, your basal body temperature, and your cervical position. So this will help you to determine the days of your cycle that you are fertile and the days of your cycle that you are infertile. So I don't know about you, but in my high school health class, I was taught, or my takeaway as a 15 or 16 year old, was that if you have sex, you could potentially get pregnant no matter where you are in your cycle. There was really no conversation about ovulation or cervical mucus, basal body temperature for sure. These were all things that I learned much later um, as a women's health practitioner. So I feel passionate about all women having this information and so that's why I'm sharing it today. 
So tracking all of these signs can be used for just overall body literacy, for understanding how your body works, seeing when and if you ovulate, um, seeing any menstrual cycle irregularities. It can also be used as a form of natural birth control or to enhance your chances of conception, depending on what your goals are. So you would be obviously approaching it slightly differently depending on what your intentions are. But the overall method of, of what you're tracking would be the same no matter um, what your intentions are. So the first thing that you'll be tracking is your cervical mucus. So the way to do this is to fold a piece of toilet paper flat and you wipe that piece, that flat piece of toilet paper over your vulva from front to back and you feel for if it feels dry, smooth, or lubricative as you're running the toilet paper over your vulva. And then you can also look at the toilet paper after you do that to see if there's any cervical mucus. And so if you can pick it up off of the toilet paper and stretch it between your fingers, you would know that you are most certainly in your fertile window and you are approaching ovulation. So there is a lot of nuance to tracking cervical mucus that I'm not going to get into every component of it today because it would be hours and hours long um, for this episode. Um, so just to say that to understand all of the nuances of this, it really is best to work with a fertility awareness educator. So I love Lisa Hendrickson-Jack's work. Um, she has a podcast called Fertility Friday, which I'll link to in the show notes. And she also has a book called um, The Fifth Vital Sign. And she has a workbook that you can use for um, when after you collect all of this data to record. Um, so you don't necessarily have to do that. You can also start on your own and just start learning about how your body works a little bit more if you so choose. Um, just to be clear that what I'm talking about is really just the basics of fertility awareness. So cervical mucus um, can be watery, sticky, clear, white, and all of these things mean different, different things. But basically, if you see cervical mucus, assume that you are in your fertile window. And so the next part, the next component of fertility awareness is tracking your basal body temperature. So there are some guidelines for um, how to do this correctly. But basically what you're doing is measuring your resting or baseline metabolism. So in the pre-ovulatory phase, the follicular phase before ovulation, your temperatures will be lower relative to your post-ovulatory temperatures or the temperatures in your luteal phase. So that is how you can definitively see, these two signs are how you can definitively see if you are in fact ovulating and when. So basal body temperature tracking can only help to confirm that you have already ovulated. So it has no predictive value where the cervical mucus or cervical fluid um, does have a predictive value because when you see cervical mucus, you know that ovulation is coming or you are indeed ovulating that day. So um, in order to track your basal body temperature, you will have a basal body thermometer. And um, basically there, you can get them 
at any pharmacy or you can get them online. They're usually not very expensive, but it's important that they go to two decimal places. So you're not using a, a fever or quick read thermometer for this because you want it to be as accurate as possible. And those tend to be a little less accurate. Um, so you will be using um, an oral thermometer and you can also track your temperature vaginally or underneath your armpit, which is called axillary, but also, but just make sure that you stick with whatever method you're using, or if you decide to change to a different body area that you note that in your chart in case there's any discrepancies, you'll know what to attribute that to. So it's important to leave the thermometer in your mouth for 10 minutes prior to taking the reading. And the reason for this is to warm up the thermometer prior to taking the reading so that you make sure that you're getting the most accurate reading possible. So if you don't do this, which I only know this from experience because I did not always do this, I would sometimes just wake up and, and take my temperature right away without leaving it in for 10 minutes. You'll notice that there will just be more peaks and valleys in your chart and it will just be a little less smooth and harder to read and interpret. Um, and then you'll want to take your temperature at around the same time every morning. And it's important that you have at least five hours of sleep prior to taking the reading. So if you're somebody that is waking up a lot throughout the night, it might be beneficial for you to look into some other um, devices um, like temp drop, temp drop or daisy or something that will take your temperature, take an average of your temperature um, over time. If you're somebody that doesn't always get that five hours of uninterrupted sleep. So for example, if you're, if you have a little baby like I do. Um, and so you'll want to take your temperature at around the same time every morning. So if you're someone that wakes up at really different times, depending on the day, you'll just want to note um, that, you're, that the time is different and you might see more irregularities in your chart because every 30 minutes that you sleep um, in addition will increase your basal body temperature. And so it could potentially impact your ability to really read and understand your chart. So um, in order to confirm ovulation, you will need three consecutive higher temperatures to the previous six temperatures. So if you're using it for birth control, for example, after you have those three higher readings after the, after the that are higher than the six previous temperatures, you can have unprotected sex because there's absolutely no way that you could get pregnant. Once your progesterone level is high enough to make your temperature um, high for those three days in a row, you can confirm definitively that you have already ovulated and you can only ovulate once per cycle. And it's, it's amazing to me that I see people fighting online about this all the time that they say that you can ovulate more than once in a cycle. And it's just not true. It's impossible. The egg can only live for 24 to 48 hours. And so you can actually only get pregnant six days out of your cycle. So the days that you have cervical mucus could potentially keep sperm alive for that period of time until you ovulate. And so that's why you don't necessarily only get pregnant 
at ovulation only if you have sex on that single day, um, but you cannot get pregnant after you've ovulated. And of course, there are always exceptions to any rule, but you definitely cannot ovulate twice in one cycle. So the final thing that you'll be tracking is your cervical position. And I am definitely not an expert on this because it's not something that I have personally utilized. I felt very confident in using fertility awareness for birth control purposes and for conception using just basal body temperature and cervical fluid alone. And tracking cervical position is technically considered an optional sign and is something that a lot of women leave out. But it is a really cool way to get in touch with your body um, and to just sort of, um, yeah, feel empowered by, by tracking this sign and seeing how your body shifts throughout your cycle. So um, the way to do this is to use your, you do use your fingers internally and check and touch your cervix. And you will observe that as you approach ovulation, your cervix will feel more open, it's higher up, and it feels softer. And then as after ovulation, when your progesterone is higher, it will cause your cervix to go lower, to harden, and to close. And so that's why it would be impossible for you to get pregnant at that point because your cervical mucus is dried up and because your cervix is closed up, it's hardened, there's no way for sperm to penetrate. And so basically in the pre-ovulatory phase and around ovulation within your fertile window, your body is doing everything to make your body the most hospitable environment for sperm to thrive and to find the egg and to fertilize the egg. And then after ovulation, the shop is closed. There's absolutely no way that a sperm can penetrate. So it's really amazing how intelligent our bodies are if we just learn how to track them. So in terms of, so that's collecting all of the data. And then in terms of recording this data, which it's really important that you record your signs and don't just rely on your memory. Um, what Lisa talks about in her book is um, trying to think about like what you ate last Thursday, for example. And maybe you can recall that, um, but most people can't really remember exactly um, what they ate or, or how their bowel movements were or you know, unless you're tracking these things, which is why we invite clients to take a diary of either what they're eating, what their exercise is like, um, bowel movements, urination. There's all of these things that the data that we're collecting um, in terms of acupuncture treatments. And so in tracking your fertility, um, your fertile signs, you would also want to be recording that um, in a chart just so that you can really see it on paper or in an app, depending on what you choose to use. So the app that I have been using is called Kindara and it's free. And I recommend for every single woman that I've ever worked with, even if they're not trying to conceive, um, it's just such an important thing for all women to see how their body works that I, I generally recommend it to everybody. Um, so the app is free. There are some additional 
uh, bells and whistles that you can purchase through the app, but I have personally never done that. I don't think that it's, it's necessary. Um, and then there is a data screen on Kindara and you will record your temperature. You can record when you're menstruating, you can record cervical mucus and the amount. You can record when you've had intercourse. If you're doing like an IUI or IVF or anything like that, you can record that in there too. And then there's also a space to make notes. So if there's been anything wonky, like I mentioned before, if you slept poorly or if you drank alcohol or if you're sick or anything that you want to know if you changed your um, method of temperature tracking, if you're doing it vaginally now and before you're doing it orally, um, you would you can note all of that in the, the notes section. And then uh, in the app, it automatically creates a chart. So you'll just click on the, the chart icon and you'll see the chart automatically created for you and it will have all of the information. And then you'll just, you can double click on um, any data point, and then you can read any of the notes that you've read or that you've written, sorry, um, or anything. Uh, you can see the temperature, you can see if you've had sex, there will be these little hearts. You can record if it was unprotected or protected. Um, it's really cool. It's a great app. Um, but if you're not an app person, you can also record on paper. You can even just Google basal body temperature chart and you can easily just find a PDF and print it out and start recording it that way. Um, or you can use um, the Fertility Awareness Mastery Charting Workbook from Lisa, which I'll link to in the show notes as well so that you can check that out. Um, and yeah, you may want to start with one method and then maybe you'll transition over time. And one thing to note about apps, there are, I mean, I feel like there's a period app created every day, but a lot of them are predictive. And so they'll say like, you're ovulating now, or you can expect your period now. Um, and they're basically just based on an algorithm from many women across the world. Um, and so they're not actually based on your body in particular. And some of them even are. They take an algorithm of your previous cycles and then predict from there when you'll ovulate. Um, but that's actually not how fertility awareness works. And it's much more nuanced than that because the follicular phase of your cycle is so impacted by, by diet, by stress, by travel, uh, sickness, so many things that the app doesn't know about, only you would know about, and you can only know for sure what's going on with your body if you're tracking the symptoms yourself. And so I would, I just would caution against using any of the apps that uh, predict when you're ovulating or when you're going to get your period, um, because they're not super accurate. And that is how mistakes can happen, which could be an unwanted pregnancy or missing your fertile window if you're trying to conceive. Um, so yeah, I would just recommend Kindara. That's pretty much the only app that I can recommend at this point. And I'm totally open to changing my mind about that. But for now, that's, that's the best one. And then paper is awesome also. So that's pretty much all I wanted to share. It's just kind of the 
very basics of fertility awareness, but this is a really great start. Um, and hopefully if you're interested in learning more, you can look at the resources in the show notes and definitely uh, schedule something with Lisa if you're interested. And um, I'm actually going to be taking a course with her to learn more about how to incorporate this with um, my clients and interpreting um, some more complex charts because all of this sounds great on paper and learning it from books and things, but in practice, um, it can be a little bit more complex. But yeah, this gives you a really good starting place. Um, So hopefully this was helpful for you. And thank you so much for listening. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to the podcast so that you'll be notified of future episodes as they're published. And also, if you can give us a rating and a review, this will help other people to find the podcast. Thanks again. Till next time.